Well, good morning, Sean. How are you doing today? Doing very good. Uh, look forward to the podcast this morning. Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Well, here we are, Saturday morning, just another opportunity to share the truth of God and giving information that is good information and is necessary for anybody who is seeking God with all of their heart, who wants to know the truth. And it's important to have an understanding of the things that we talk about, because forgiveness is one of those uh, things that people have a hard time understanding. Uh, it, sometimes it's hard to understand how to forgive. Uh, what does it look like when I forgive? And so it's just important because this will also tie to uh, repentance. Um, it will also... Uh, show that it's something that's necessary just like the aspect of um, yeah slipped my mind there for a minute <laughs> um, anyway uh, this aspect of forgiveness that we're going to talk about is why you have to forgive uh, and the other one was mercy that I was looking at. Um, and being able to see by the conversation with God and the Bible of what's written in there, that these are not only are they uh, necessary, they're pivotal in your journey. And it helps you to move, advance, to grow, and to really be able to live a life of you living like Messiah did, of walking as he did because he did all these things. You know, he offered grace. He showed mercy. He, he gave forgiveness. And this will also give us a good understanding of what his forgiveness is and what it does for you in the process of faith as we walk on the journey. And Messiah is the greatest example of all of these things. And so we're going to discuss 
faith, <coughs> through forgiveness, and then we will touch on the other areas as well. Sean, what are your thoughts right now? This topic here, this just goes right in, in line with different things that we've talked about recently and scripture that I had on my mind recently goes beautifully with this. And this was Yeshua himself when he mentioned this statement, which you bind on earth, you bind in heaven and what you loose on earth, you loose in heaven. Meaning that there's two sides to this because forgiveness is, and this was in the title to the podcast, is it something that's required? It is a requirement, and it is something that your attitude is that you want to forgive, but in order for you to actually have the forgiveness to come full circle, then the other person has to have a repentance. Meaning, if you have wronged me, and I actually watched this recently, uh, me and my wife enjoy watching the 48 hours dateline mysteries. And they had one where they have the person in the court and they say they show no remorse and you'll have the family member up there getting all upset and pointing the finger and saying that you killed my daughter, my son, and I will never forgive you for this. And when I hear those words, immediately my mind goes to, well, they don't understand what they're saying. Because by you saying that you will never forgive somebody else, then by the truth of God, then Yah will not forgive you. Because the word of God clearly says in regard to this, if you do not forgive people their sins, then your father in heaven will not forgive you your sins. So in order for, as the scripture says, what you bind or you loose, meaning that in faith, when you do your part, like if you make a vow to God, then that's bound in heaven. And that's why Yah says, be careful when you make a vow to the Lord, because they will surely demand it of you because you're the one that has binded that. If you don't make a promise, then there's nothing for them to demand of you. So be careful when you make promises to anybody, because then you entitle that person to demand whatever you have promised. Make sure that if you make a promise that you do everything you can to fulfill it. And with forgiveness, it's two-sided. That I can forgive you. You may not forgive me, but that doesn't release you from your harboring unforgiveness, but it releases me so that, okay, well, I'm not holding this against you anymore. Now you may stay in sin, and not repent, but I'm letting it go so that because that's what the word of God says is to forgive because look at how great a forgiveness we have from God when we walk in repentance, obedience, and trust that you recognize who you are before God, realize how you've wronged God and God has forgiven you. Why would you not then forgive other people? Do you not understand the forgiveness that you were given by God. And that's what happens a lot of time is people don't understand what Yah has done to give the opportunity to have forgiveness of sins and ultimately removal of sin from your heart. 
And that's why when people make a statement, I will never forgive. But that person would want forgiveness from somebody else, but they don't want to give the forgiveness to the other person because you've wronged me and you deserve this punishment because you wronged me. Well, what punishment do we deserve for wronging God? And that's why if there's a, if somebody that claims faith in God doesn't forgive people, then I question you don't have faith in God because if you don't have a mindset to forgive when somebody wrongs you, then you don't understand what God has done for you because you didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it. Forgiveness, but Yah in his great mercy has given an opportunity to have forgiveness. So it, this is a, a, a two-sided thing that if you don't forgive somebody else, then you're not going to be forgiven. Just like if you don't extend mercy to somebody, you will not receive mercy. Draw near to God and they will draw near to you. So faith is doing your part, which then unlocks the door for Yah to do their part. So this is a, a huge thing because following Messiah, walking as he did, if if you are in faith, then you'll claim that you walk as he did. Well, then that means that if somebody sins against you and they repent, forgive them. Now, that doesn't mean that they come at you and you're like, well, I'm not forgiving you. Well, I'm not able to really completely forgive you until repentance is there. I can, on my side, I can say, I desire to forgive you of this, but unless there's a true repentance towards God, you're not going to be able to be forgiven. And we've talked about this with repentance. Repentance isn't a feeling sorry. It's the godly sorrow that brings the repent and then repentance. The repentance is the turn to God 100%. So the repentance is turning to God and walking in a mindset of full agreement with them, whatever they ask, whatever they do, that's what I agree with. And that's what opens the door to have your sins forgiven. A lot of people just think that, well, I made a decision to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and therefore my sins are forgiven because of his work on the cross. Well, because of his work on the cross, you have the ability to have forgiveness of sins, but you will not be able to be forgiven of your sins unless you repent to God and walk in that repentance because the word says that the the water baptism is a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And then it continues from there. So this is just another piece of the gospel message that look at what Yah has done made through his son that we have the opportunity to have the repentance, obedience, and trust. And if we don't think that we have to forgive, then we're sorely mistaken because if we don't, if we think that, well, these people don't deserve to have mercy or forgiveness, then, then we don't understand what Yah has done for us that when we were still in sin, the word says that Messiah died for us. So we were already lost. So it's really, and the thing is, it's a mindset and it's a process because a lot of people would say, well, somebody is really wrong me like that. How can you forgive somebody? Well, I'm going to go back to what Yas is teaching us is that forgiveness is a choice. You choose to forgive somebody. Yeah, you, you choose to forgive because they don't understand what they're doing, but that doesn't mean that that person's sin, they're released from their sin. 
It just means that uh, I'm releasing this from myself. I'm not, I realize what Yah has done for me and they desire mercy and that's what I desire. So I'm going to have mercy on them. But just like Messiah was on the cross, Stephen, father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing, but that doesn't mean that they're released from their sin. It just means that, no, I'm not going to hold this against them because they don't understand what they're doing. They find a place of repentance in you that they'll have forgiveness, but just have mercy on them because they don't understand what they're doing. Because just like we didn't understand what we were doing, God, by faith, hey, this sin is covered for a time, but find a place that you can have your sin removed where you can have a clean conscience. So I just see this as just another uh, great teaching of the gospel message to show people that forgiveness is a part of faith. And the main thing that a lot of people, they just don't understand uh, what they deserve because you can point the finger at somebody and say, well, you killed my child. You deserve hell. But you're not saying that you've already killed yourself by having hatred towards the person that took your son or daughter's life. And therefore, if you don't repent of your sins, then you're going to be, you're already actually under the same condemnation that that person is under that you're not willing to forgive yourself. So those are my thoughts so far. Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of misunderstanding about forgiving somebody. A lot of times people, and you spoke a lot of good things there about the forgiveness perspective. And a lot of times People think that, well, if I forgive this person, then they're going to be okay, that they won't have to answer for what they've done. Now, in a faith mindset, that's not what we should be thinking. We should be thinking, well, I'm going to forgive in hopes that they have this, not from the other perspective, but too many people, they get caught up in the forgiveness perspective and thinking that that's going to free the other person uh, with that other person not having any kind of repentance. And this is a two-sided coin. One side is for you and the other side is for them. And the only side that matters to you depends on which one you are. Are you the victim or are you the perpetrator? And why forgiveness? Because when somebody's, when you've been a victim and somebody's come against you, well, you've come against somebody else and it could be that same person that you're not recognizing, or it could be somebody, uh, somebody else. But with this aspect of forgiveness, it's important, one, to understand that forgiveness does nothing for the person who's done you wrong. It is not intended to do anything for them from our perspective, from God's perspective, that that's, that's up to them. But from our perspective, freedom is not there for the other person. It's it the freedom in forgiveness is there f that frees me from resentment 
and grudges and things that just uh, make you live your life in a begrudging way because you're mad at everybody, not wanting to forgive anybody, and you don't understand that 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 lack of forgiveness has a much greater effect on you than it does on the other person, even to the point that you're not wanting and not forgiving somebody else to do your part has absolutely no control over their condemnation. Their condemnation is in their hands that if they repent to God, they turn their life completely over to God, then they will be saved and you will not. Because again, the scripture brought up, if you do not show forgiveness, you will not be forgiven. And it's the same thing was said about mercy. And grace ties into this because mercy and grace are a part of forgiveness. When I decide to forgive somebody who has done me wrong, I'm extending grace because they can't earn. You can't take back the things you've said, the things you've done. You can't take them back, and therefore it's in the other person's hand to decide whether they're going to show you grace or not. And that grace is, okay, well, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make things right, and so I'm going to release myself. I'm going to forgive you of what you've done. Then that opens up the door for you. Then you repent, and if I forgive, and you've repented, then what animosity should there be between us? And you brought up a, a very important point in the word where it says, if you do not forgive, you will not be forgiven. Same as if you do not show mercy, you will not be shown mercy. The, the story of the unmerciful servant who was given freedom from his debt, but then went and beat somebody for the debt that they owed them and didn't show mercy. Well, okay, well, now you're getting thrown back in the the prison and you got to stay there until you pay the full price. Well, you don't have the capability of paying the full price. And therefore, the aspect that you had brought out of you must forgive It's the same thing with mercy because if you forgive, that means you understand what God has done for you, the forgiveness that God has offered to you in grace and mercy when you didn't earn it, you didn't own it, or you owned it, but you didn't earn it, you didn't deserve it. God sent his son while you were still wallowing in your sin. And so it's really important that we know that we have to understand the depth of our sin against God. And if we truly understand that, then what can we hold against somebody else? 
why should we hold something? Because again, if I forgive somebody who's who's sinned, then I leave it in God's hands. I'm free. And again, I want to make it clear that I'm not doing this because why well, I, I do this forgiveness because it's going to, it, it frees me from, well, no, because then you're doing it out of obligation and that's not going to be a benefit because are you really forgiving if you're doing it out of obligation? And so you want to find a place where, you know what? I want to be pleasing to God. I recognize and I understand the forgiveness that God has given me. And therefore, I'm going to extend this to other people because that's what God did for me. That's what I want to do for other people. And it's the same thing with showing mercy that, well, the mercy that God showed, I'm the worst of sinners. And yet God gave me grace, mercy, and forgiveness so that I could have a place in this life of walking without sin. And it's an absolute must, just like we just like you had said on the opposite side, that you can forgive somebody a thousand times, but if they don't repent, then they're not going to be in the kingdom. But their their repentance first should be to God. And when their true repentance is to God, having the sorrow for what they've done, they will repent to you. That That's a, a fact of it because even the Bible says that if you take your gift to the altar and find your brother has something against you, go and reconcile and then come back and bring your gift. So if you're going to bring the aspect of repentance to God, Bring it to your brother first. Bring it to your sister. Bring it to the people that you've wronged first because that will prove to God that, no, I, I really want to obey what your law says, and so that's what I'm going to do, and that's why it's important that you know people will come after us and attack us uh, in different ways, but our heart and our mindset should be father forgive them because me saying father forgive them lets god know that i have let it go that i'm not holding on to it i'm not harboring bitterness towards this person if you're harboring bitterness towards somebody you can say well, i've forgiven them well, i've forgiven them but you know, it's a process that you got to go, you know, I got to, I, I got to, it's going to take some time. And it's like, how much time did it take for God to forgive you? And that's the thing, Messiah, what people don't understand is when Messiah came, he offered forgiveness for everybody. Absolutely everybody but not absolutely everybody gets the benefit from it because he offered forgiveness. That was for him. That was for him and him showing us the example that we should follow that 
he had the heart of forgiveness for everybody, but not everybody was forgiven. Why? Because you have to repent to God before that is turned over to you to where your sins are, where your sins are forgiven. Messiah has already forgiven them, but you have to repent because that's your part. That's the other side of the coin is repentance. And repentance is an absolute must and a necessity as we look at the aspect of forgiveness. And if you've truly repented to God, then you will forgive others. And there's a process in it that you have to learn to reprogram your lower conscience in these areas that we've been programmed in to be selfish and to be wanting what we want. And we want somebody to pay for what they've done. But you walk through the process of grace, mercy, and forgiveness, and you continually get better and you improve and then you get to have more of a peaceful life because of that life that you're living in forgiveness. Don't hold anything against you. And I know the, the Bible, well, well, I'm not going to forgive unless somebody repents. No, it doesn't work that way. Now, I know Messiah said, if your brother sins against you seven times, seven times forgive him if he repents. Okay. He was making reference and he was giving instruction on the fact that whenever somebody sins against you, forgive them. If that's not what he was saying, he would not have made the statement on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do because they they weren't repenting of what they've done. So they had to find that place of repentance. And when they repent, then their side will be be fulfilled. And so what Messiah was showing was both sides of the coin is you forgive and they repent, then everybody will be good and okay. And, and in this, this is not an aspect if you forgive somebody it doesn't mean you set yourself up to have to forgive them again and again and again as far as it's concerned with you. If you see you have a heart to forgive somebody, but they keep doing you wrong, then you should separate from that person. You should move away because that's not a benefit to you if they don't repent, then you just sit there, well, I'll just take it. I'll just be a doormat and and whatever they do, I'll, I'll just forgive them. No, this isn't the concept we're talking about. It's you forgive. No, I forgive this person, but I'm not going to, I'm going to separate myself from you so that you don't have the opportunity but even if I separate myself, you can still do it, but that doesn't give me the opportunity to harbor bitterness. It's like, no, I'm just going to stay away from this person because they haven't changed. I want them to be forgiven because 
I understand what God has done for me. And therefore, I want them to be forgiven. And that was a key thing, just reiterating what you had said about forgiving others. And you have to recognize the wretchedness and pitiful, poor, blind, and nakedness of who you are in this world before you have faith in God and never forget that. Sometimes we tend to forget that that person that we're looking at was us just a few months ago, a few years ago. And what good is it for me if I harbor bitterness? And this brings in the scripture that talks about why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be wronged than to attack somebody or to not offer that forgiveness because forgiveness is pivotal in your faith journey. You must, it's an absolute must, that you must find a place of humility that allows you to enter that place of, you know what? This person has done these things against me and it's bothering me. I'm not going to let it bother me anymore because I truly want them to find the truth of God. And so I'm going to forgive. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. People think they know what they're doing, but they don't really know what they're doing. People who attack people because of revenge. They don't recognize they're doing it. They think it's revenge. No, it's selfishness. Everything you do on the opposite side of faith in God, absolutely everything has to do with you making sure you are being treated and getting the best you possibly can. And that's why you try to preserve your own self rather than let God do the preserving of you. And that's why you bring uh, unforgiveness and bitterness. And it's not necessary. We have the opportunity here to live a life of peace in our mind. And look around society today with the mental instability that is there because of fear. And we just went through this pandemic where fear was running rampant. <laughs> because people were using that fear to scare people into vaccinations and mask wearing. And then you have people uh, arguing and fighting over these things that really it's in God's control anyway. Uh, I don't care what medicine you take. It's still in God's control. God has the ability to let you live or let you die. And you're having forgiveness, mercy, and grace, and repentance to God. That's what will give you the best opportunity to be protected in this life. But if you're not protected in this life, so what? What matter is it to us? Because we're not living in faith. We're not living here for the temporal anymore. 
we're living for the eternal. And so whatever, y'all, whatever my lot, my portion is in this life, let it so be. That's, that's the way I'm going to live my life and my faith to, you know, when I, we were talking before the podcast about uh, numbers, uh, I, I went back and I'm reading the numbers and it's just given me a much greater understanding and reason to not grumble and not grumble against people and not grumble against God. Because after all, if I'm grumbling, I'm not grateful for what I have. I'm not grateful for the provision that God has given me. And one of the promises in faith is not that you'll have everything you, absolutely everything that you want in this life. No, God says, I will provide all your needs according to my glorious riches. And that means that for me, that I need to look where, is this thing really a need that God didn't provide? And if it's not a need, then I don't need it. I'm not going to complain because I don't have it. And we're just trained in this world that if you don't get what you want, you complain about it. But go back and read in numbers and see what God did to those who grumbled against them. And if you're grumbling against God, then you don't have uh, repentance towards God. You don't have an agreement with God. And the people that you grumble against, you don't have repentance towards them. You don't have a, no, I don't want to act like this. I'm not going to act like this. And so for me, as I was going through numbers again, it was just an eye-opening thing that I was like, wow, I just want to make sure that much more that I'm not going to grumble against not only God, but people. Because if I'm grumbling against people, more than likely, I'm I'm harboring unforgiveness because that's why I'm grumbling against that person. Now, the, the, there are areas of, you know, like we complain about something, it, it'll go back to your uh, programming of selfishness sometimes. Well, a lot of times it will. But when you grumble against something, how can you be forgiving that person if you're grumbling against them rather than, you know what? Yeah, I can recognize that they're not in a position of repentance towards you, but I ask that you forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And God says, okay, I will forgive them when they repent. And I would not expect God to do anything different than that because that's what they do. That's what they're about. So just a really importance of not only forgiveness, but mercy as well and showing grace because grace again is you giving the other person the opportunity to repent. That's what forgiveness is about is you're opening up the opportunity that they can make things right with you. And the interesting thing is, is that when people 
wrong somebody and truly go back to them with a broken spirit and a recognition that they've done wrong, then it can be reconciled. And so just those are uh, some more really important things and just reiterating some of the stuff that you have brought up, just not because the way you said it wasn't important, but because people need to know how important these aspects are. And again, it's same thing as you seeking God with all of your heart. Are you believing God? Are you obeying God? Or it, it, it has to be to the absolute fullness of your best in mind. And don't worry about the other person. Your, your worry for the other person should be, I want to see you in the kingdom. So repent to God, but I'm not going to harbor bitterness and hold this against you anymore because I free myself from frustration, aggravation, agitation. We live our lives in probably 90% of frustration, aggravation, agitation, uh, uneasiness because of things that we can let go in our mind. And if we let go in our mind, then we can be free to have peace. And it doesn't matter what somebody does to you. You're not going to let it affect you. And therefore, frustration, aggravation, and all those things go away. I had this thought. And many people or maybe some people out there never thought about this, that people will say prayers, well, you know, God heal this person, God do this for this person, do that. And do we ever think that because of our lack of doing something that we hinder God? Because when you had mentioned the, that God will forgive, well, yeah, sitting there, my desire is to forgive. But if you don't repent, then I don't have the capability to forgive you of this because there's no repentance involved. And a lot of times we'll ask you out for something and wonder why Yah isn't answering. And Yah's looking at us like, well, that something needs to be done in order for me to step in. Just like that, if you don't forgive other people, then Yah is going to say, okay, well, I'm not going to forgive you either because you haven't done the stipulation. It's just like with the promises and the stipulations. If you fulfill the stipulation, then Yah will do their part. And I was meditating on this this morning, this scripture before we started and it goes right in line because I had a few things, a few different concepts go through my mind that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. All right. That's the beginning of it. Well, how are you going to forgive somebody if you're not humbling yourself before that person? Because you're not humbling yourself if you're holding something against them. And, and I'd actually thought about that when Messiah mentioned, if you want to bring a gift, go back and reconcile, humble yourself before your brother, the person that you have something against, because if not, then your gift is no good because you're coming to God with out humility and Yah resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble, humble yourself, go back to the person that you had something against, then 
come back because then Yah will not resist that because you are, you're holding something against somebody else, then you're likely holding it against Yah as well. And it made me think of this process of you humble yourself is, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm better than you. It means that you're just thinking of yourself less and you're thinking more of other people, that you humble yourself so that then Yah can step in with grace and say, okay, I'm going to forgive you for what you've done. You've repented. You understand. And that was the the key thing going through my mind as you were speaking was people, the reason that we don't forgive other people is because we don't see ourselves as that person. We don't see ourselves as doing something as bad as they've done or why haven't you, you killed my child that you, that's the worst thing and you deserve, but you don't correlate it back to yourself as, Oh, wow. I'm getting frustrated and mad at this person. And I'm not taking away that you don't have emotion if something like that were to happen in your life. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, is that a lot of the times with this is that with any situation where you don't forgive is you think you're entitled to justice that no, I'm not forgiving you because you've wronged me. But then you don't think about how you've wronged Yah and don't even see it. Because I'll, I'll bring up a scripture here that with the sheep and the goats, that on one side he says, when I was in prison, you fed me. When I needed this, you clothed me. And when you did it to one of these, you did it to me. And then on the other side, well, you didn't come and when the person needed help or they needed water, you didn't do it for them. Therefore, you didn't do it for me. Do we look at it as when we don't forgive somebody that we've done this exact thing against God and we're not willing to let it go? So Yah says, I'm not willing to let it go for you either. And we would say, well, well, that's not fair. I've not done. Yeah, but remember, sin is not on levels that if you've committed sin, then you're a sinner. It doesn't matter if you've physically killed somebody with a gun or a knife, but you've hated somebody in your heart. Everybody's guilty. But what happens is we put guilt or crimes on different levels that, well, they don't deserve forgiveness. They deserve hell for what they did killing these people. But I certainly don't because I haven't done. Well, again, that's the problem with lack of forgiveness is you don't understand how you've wronged me. Well, and that's why father, they don't know what they're doing. They don't realize the depth of the wrong that you've done, that we've done in the past that people have done against God. And then therefore, because you don't understand that you're not willing to forgive because you want justice. But for us in faith and those seeking with all your heart, the point of one of the aspects of faith is to make sure that justice is done at every point. But that justice isn't about pointing the finger at somebody else to give them justice. It's you point the finger at yourself and realize where you've done these things against God and you make sure that you are being just at every point, meaning you're evaluating yourself. You're looking at the forest in your eye and making sure, because in Paul's writing that, talking to the people that make sure you saw that justice was done at every point. But the problem that happens is, is, is that justice at every point is you no, but it's me make sure that I'm doing what's right. And y'all will take care of the people in the world. A lot of times, and this has happened to me that you think that you've got to fix somebody and fix everybody else, but no, God will judge those that aren't in faith. Leave those people alone. 
Now, those that claim faith, we have another story because we are called to judge those inside the church. But to judge with sober judgment, this is just a huge thing that we have to understand who we are before God and what we've done. That changes the aspect of forgiving other people because when you realize who you are before God and what you've done, you can look at the other person and say, wow, this person doesn't see what they're doing. I've done the exact same thing. Yah has had mercy on me. Therefore, I'm not going to hold it against them because Yah will take care of them. The word of God says that vengeance is mine. I will repay. Yah repays with justice and fairness and truth. They know best how to handle this person. I'm going to let this go so that I can free myself. And it's in God's hands. And what a way to live in peace of let it go, just like the Disney movie, let it go, let it go. But make sure when you let it go that you don't take it back. Just let let it go. And this is, when we're talking about this, this is a, a practice to do this. Like you mentioned, the process that you set it in your mind with absolution that you're going to forgive people. And then you go through the process of working through your past, things like that. But this is a, this is such an important thing for those walking in faith, claiming faith that it frees us so that we can live the best life and we can live a set apart life because this is the life of God. The life of God is a desire for mercy, but Yah is not able to extend mercy if we don't extend mercy. So I'm just seeing this as a a greater lesson for those seeking with all their heart and walking the journey of faith that this is about freeing us and Yah will judge those that don't pursue this, but just make sure that we are, as claiming faith in God, that we are doing this the right way. And like you said, Messiah is the example of forgiveness that, Yah, you know better than me. You know what this person needs, but I'm not going to harbor resentment because I realize how much resentment I've had towards you through my actions in the past. I'm seeing more and more where I've done these things against you, and therefore, because you've forgiven me, you've forgiven me that I agree with that. And that's what I'm going to do as well because of my repentance, that this is what is right to do. And therefore I'm going to do it as well and make this my life as well. So this is, this is just a very, another good lesson on being holy. Yeah. I was sitting here thinking as you were talking and, How many times do people harbor unforgiveness for an act that was done to them for their for their best interest so the other person didn't really sin against them the other person was doing what was best for that person and they didn't take it that way. They didn't like it that way. And so they're harboring unforgiveness, thinking that that unforgiveness is going to somehow make you pay the price for you making me feel this way. So forgiveness is not about the way you feel. You know, forgiveness is, well, let me evaluate any and every situation and see, you know, is this really what's best for me? And if it is, why should I harbor something against that person in unforgiveness? And as you were talking, 
this was the thought that came to me that whenever you're harboring unforgiveness towards other people, just like the scripture that you brought out, that what you did unto these, you did unto me. So when you're harboring unforgiveness to other people, you're harboring unforgiveness to God because you think God's going to let that person skate or get away with what they're doing. And well, it's not right. It's not fair. Look at the story of Jonah and Jonah with his unforgiveness of God that, you know, I knew you were going to do these things. I knew you were going to re- uh, forgive them when they repented and it's not right. And who are you to let God know what's right for God to do? But, <coughs> but Jonah was harboring unforgiveness towards God. And if Messiah said that, what you've done unto the least of these, you've done unto me. So if you're not forgiving other people and you're harboring unforgiveness for any reason, that unforgiveness is you're, you're not forgiving Messiah. You're not forgiving God and God's not doing anything that needs to be forgiven, but you're, you're harboring that bitterness towards God and thinking that God needs to change and God's the one that needs to uh, get it right so that I can have what I want to have. And it's like, no, you don't recognize. This is also Messiah giving a rescue about if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven because what you don't recognize is that when you harbor unforgiveness against man, you're harboring it against God. And this is why it's so important for you to settle the issue with God, with man first, because you're being humble before God. What is that to God that they already know that they're greater than you and, oh God, you're just so great and I'm humbling myself before you. And this was something that God told me uh, many years ago. If you want to humble yourself before me, you have to humble yourself before your fellow man. That means you have to put yourself beneath everybody. The people who do you wrong, the people who do things that are what we consider heinous in the world, that you recognize just like, and this is why Paul made the statement, I'm the worst of sinners. He wasn't saying I'm continually sinning and I'm bad. No, he was saying that I'm, my humble position is that nobody else has sinned any worse than I have. Think of how great the world would be if just those people who called themselves by God's name would have that same attitude as Paul would have the attitude that we have, which is I'm the worst of sinners that when I was in sin, I was really good at it. And I don't care what anybody else has done. If I failed one point of the law, I failed it all. And if I failed at all, that makes me worse than you. But if you have that same concept in mind and I have that same concept in mind, then what kind of bitterness and, envy and strife can we have we can't it goes away because of having the right mindset that 
I'm humbling myself, even if you do me wrong, even to the point of, Father, I want them to be able to have what you've allowed me to have. And so I, I want you to forgive them. But I know that that forgiveness will not come unless they repent. It's an impossibility for your words or, or your words or your feelings of forgiveness towards somebody for that to exonerate them. That just that just exonerates you. It it doesn't free them and and this is why it's important for people to understand it, because even Messiah on the cross, when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, he wasn't saying, All right, Father, without repentance, um, just blanket forgive them. Just no. He knew that the avenue to God is through forgiveness and repentance. And so he came to forgive your sins, but your sins cannot be forgiven by God until you've repented. And if you've repented to God, you will prove to God by your forgiveness of other people that you have this faith and this uh, journey that God requires of you to have because you're willing to say, not just God, you're greater than me, but God, anybody who walks the face of the earth is greater than me in my mind. And therefore, what do I have to harbor against them? Why not stand and look at, well, what have I done to the other person that I need to repent of? Because that's another aspect of forgiveness is forgiveness. You forgiving somebody else is supposed to drive you into the golden rule of looking for it in yourself and recognizing where you need forgiveness. And so you forgiving somebody else is a good tool for you to use for you to repent to God. And so why not use it because it's necessary. And so just those things, just as Stephen uh, being stoned and forgive them, it's the same concept. He wasn't saying, God, just just don't, no matter what they do the rest of their life, if they repent, they don't repent, just forgive them. Just, just no, because there is an avenue of faith, and the avenue of faith entails that you walk in repentance towards God. And if you're walking in repentance towards God, you will walk in repentance towards man. And if you think, that it's okay for you to have unforgiveness because of what somebody's done. And you can have the unforgiveness, but you are not in faith in God because it doesn't line up with the truth of God. And when you harbor that bitterness and that unforgiveness towards that person, you're being like Jonah who was harboring and bittering the unforgiveness towards God because God was going to do this thing for these people that I don't think deserve it. And they shouldn't. Well, that's not your, that's not your responsibility. And, and Jonah shows that there's not really a, uh, a good heart of faith and recognizing of who he was and what he's done. And so we just really need to, make sure that we don't do the things that bleed over to God. Because again, 
if what you've done to others, you've done unto Messiah, well, think about when we complain to somebody about somebody else. Now, again, if, if a complaint is warranted because of right, fair, and just causes and God's okay with it, that's fine. You know, we'll do a lot of complaining about people who are claiming to have faith in God but not living and doing the things that are necessary, and therefore they don't have faith in God, but they're claiming it, and other people are looking at them and thinking that's what faith is, and then that's how other people who aren't in church get brainwashed and mind-controlled because they're seeing what's happening, and they either agree with it or it makes them feel good or whatever it is, and then, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm not doing that, and whatever you do unto the least of these. So if you have a true reason to complain that doesn't have to do with selfishness, then make that complaint before the Lord. Because, well, yeah, this isn't right. This isn't fair. Well, we also have scripture that says, if you stand up, under unjustly being treated and you bear up under it? Is that not commendable before the Lord? So you're doing what you do is not for the other person. It's not for you. Now, you will benefit from it. The other person can benefit from it. But what we do in faith We do because we do it for God. We do it because that's what they ask. Walk in my commands. Follow my ways. And you will have long life in the land that I am bringing you into. Well, that's not in the, uh, in that time that that was brought out. That was the worldly, the temporal, but that temporal aspect of going into the land is a reflection of the eternal. And so we've been transformed by faith in Messiah, by crucifying ourselves with Christ. We've been transformed away from the old, the old way to the new uh, spirit of it that I don't worry about my life here, I'm not doing the things for God for my life that I'll live 600 years. No, I'm doing my stuff here for God because I'm going to live much longer than 600 years when I enter into the final kingdom of God where we're actually uh, in there with all the perfection and all the wickedness has been done away with. On our recent podcast, we talked about without faith, it's impossible to please God. This is another aspect of faith that without forgiveness, it is impossible to please God because Yah desires that forgiveness be done. However, it must be done in accordance to the order that in order for forgiveness to come full circle, there must be repentance because I thought of this. What is the key to forgiveness, well, the key that unlocks forgiveness is repentance. So if you have repentance, then forgiveness can come about. And 
just thinking about the faith aspect, the Word of God makes it clear the things that are pleasing to God. And if you claim to have faith, again, not everybody says, I have faith, I have faith, but you actually claim faith in the Son of God that you must forgive. And just ringing in my mind this from the Old Testament, that we do our part and Yah will do their part. That says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear, I will listen from heaven and will heal their land. Well, your land, ultimately the healing of your land is circumcision of the heart when you have the sin nature taken out of your heart, put into your body of flesh. Now you go through the process of going through your lower conscience, but the ultimate healing of the land is, and even goes further going into the promised land, which is the kingdom of heaven, that it's not just talking about Abba, it's saying that the fullness of God, even with Yeshua and with mother, that you humble yourselves before Yeshua and mother and pray and seek their face and continually turn from your wicked ways, then they'll heal your land. So the, the process of healing, you could look at healing as well as just like in faith or forgiveness, there's aspects of Abba will heal your land through repentance. And then I will bring you more healing. I'll bring you to my son and then my son will bring you to my beloved one. So your land can be healed and your land is also your family, the people around you that you notice with this field that it doesn't talk about other people. It doesn't say if my people who are called by my name will tell everybody else to humble themselves and pray. No, it's a, you do it. And the thing that, uh, as I was thinking about this this morning, the thing that really, as Josh will say this at times, or Sergio, that I was marinating, this just marinating, I will heal their land. Yah will do their part. We don't have to be concerned about what Yah will do, but if Yah isn't doing, it's not their side. It's, all right, where are you not, are you not humbling yourself? Are you not seeking their face? Are you not turning from your, because as long as that, it's just like you put the batteries in right, the toy will come on, whatever will happen. So it, it's a, faith is a individual thing that if each person, because we talked about this recently, and I'm still in my mind, haven't come to a full conclusion on what, how to, to, what wording to say, but instead of saying Old Testament and New Testament, the testimony of God, the, the scriptures of God, the, because it, you, we, we are not separating it anymore. People will separate it. But there is a transformation from the physical to the spiritual, and that's the thing. The, the law doesn't go away. We just It's renewed to a, the spiritual aspect of the spirit of the law because it's never going to go away because it says, like even Messiah, that not even the least stroke of the pen of the law will be done away with. So it's just, okay, you have to go through the old or the, the beginning, die to the written part of it, so that then you can have the transference of the spiritual of it to your heart. And that's the true obedience to God is from the spiritual aspect. And that's why they say that I desire mercy 
and not sacrifice doesn't mean that you don't sacrifice. But what my desire is, is that in the heart that you have the heart of mercy, that it's not my true desire isn't about the letter of the law and all these other things. That's just a picture for you to understand the spiritual of you don't understand. These people don't understand what they're doing. Have mercy on them. And you had mentioned Jonah that God even told him these people don't even know their left hand from the right. And how many people in the world know what they're doing? Do you know why you're doing what you're doing? No. Okay. You don't know your left hand from your right. So you think, you know, but you don't. So who are you to say that God shouldn't have mercy on these people that repent because you were that person that didn't know your left hand from your right, but you think that you're entitled to this and those people aren't because, well, they don't know. And no, you didn't know your left hand from your right either. And I had mercy on you. So it it just goes back that be careful. All the, all these stories and, and occurrences and things are to teach us that God, who they are. And it doesn't, we don't just, well, we don't need to look at Jonah anymore because that's the old Testament. No, look at, with Jonah, because Jonah's not mentioned in Hebrews that, you know, you're complaining because, well, I knew you would forgive. And it's like, well, Jonah, why are you, why are you having a complaint against me when did not I spit you out of the, this fish? I could have left you there. So you don't understand. I'm just, it's just putting it more to me that the things that we do, that it's not Yah, it's not Yah's fault if things aren't being done the way that we think. It's, am I lining up myself with the promises? Am I doing what is asked or required so that that will unlock Yah to do their part? Because we were talking recently about people will, we've seen on Facebook and stuff like that, pray for this person and that God will heal them. And it's not that God won't heal them. But that person has to be in a place where that they can receive the healing of God. And if they're not, you can ask God over and over and God will say, well, it's not that I won't heal, but my hands are tied right now. I'm not able to heal this person because they're not seeking with all their heart. They're not pursuing faith. Therefore, they cannot partake of the healing. But people will get upset at God and other people. Well, it's just not fair. It's it's just not right that. Yeah, but are you asking for the healing from a selfish reason so that you can still live your life of sin? Or do you really want that person to be spiritually healed? Okay. Well, I am answering because their life is now going to get harder and harder so that they have an opportunity to seek with all their heart and repent and find true faith. And with this aspect, if we're not willing to forgive and let things go, then Yah is not going to let things go. Because remember, we talked about this. This is one of those huge scriptures of draw near to God and they'll draw near to you. So in the way that you draw near to God, they will draw near to you. And the way that you don't draw near to God, they will not draw near to you. So if you don't forgive, then, okay, then I'm not going to forgive you. So it's just showing me more that faith is about doing your part. It's not about just sitting and waiting for God to do theirs. It's, you do the best you can on yours and y'all will do their part. Absolutely. They will no, no fail. And this is just, and I'm sure there's other, there'll be other things that we'll get into other than forgiveness. But this is one where think about how 
you can hold on to something for years and years and years, and it just slowly destroys you from the inside because of resentment and bitterness, and it interrupts your health, your physical health. And that other person that you could be holding something against may not have any idea that you're even holding anything against them, and they're not thinking about it. They're not doing anything. And for some reason, by our harboring that, we think that, yeah, they're getting their justice by me not talking to them and stuff. And it's like, no, you don't understand. You holding on to something <coughs> through resentment, because resentment does, you know, still, because we, we've had resentment in our lives that it, it hurts you. The other person, yeah, they might be going through pain, but you're carrying around the unforgiveness. And you had mentioned this word, gosh, probably five or six, seven times. You had said harboring. When you think about you have a boat in a harbor, it's not coming out of that harbor. I'm docking it here, and I'm not going to forgive this person. Think about that, that you say, I'm not going to forgive. Well, that's a steadfast mindset. And if you don't, you'll stay in that harbor. And you'll stay in that frustration and that aggravation until you let it go and you bring the ship out of the harbor. You let the ship go out, but until then, nothing's going to happen. And it's just, it, it's sad that people will do this. And we've done it in the past that you hold something against somebody and you think that, that they're getting their just due. And it's just, you don't realize that it's just hurting you. And um, I think it was here recently that, um, somebody in the gallery mentioned that it, it's that resentment and that unforgiveness is like a poison that you actually drink and it's actually poisoning you from the inside, but you think it's actually hurting the other person. And the truth is, is that y'all cannot be mocked. And no matter if you get frustrated at God or hold something against them, they're not carrying the weight of it. it it's, it, it only hurts us. This is a, a help to those listening, those seeking with all your heart, those walking in faith. This is to help us. This is about helping us in our faith journey because we can't make anybody else do anything. We can't make anybody else come to this faith, but we can control what we do. And this is the godly way. This is the way of Messiah that, you know, have mercy on people, forgive people. And this is the way of God. And this is just a nice, a good aspect to be able to learn another aspect of the faith journey that this is a part of God and who they are. And you must realize if with those listening, if you don't get anything out of this, get this out of it, that you must realize the things that you've done. When you look at not forgiving somebody else, realize and think about what you've done. And would you want to receive forgiveness from somebody else? So if you would want that, then make sure that you have the heart that, that I'm going to forgive because I don't want people holding things against me. And making sure really that we're evaluating ourselves and being careful not to point the finger at somebody else if we're having a complaint. Because I thought about this, if you complain against somebody, then you're holding resentment towards somebody. You're holding unforgiveness towards that person that be careful not to do that, to complain against other people, especially, like you said, complaining against God. That is not a just and fair thing to do. If we're, if somebody claims to have faith in God and you're complaining in your conscious mind against God, then there's no repentance there. That that's something we got to be careful of, especially holding any resentment towards God. And it's a fact that you have to display 
what you want to receive from God to other people in order to get it. And it goes back to the draw near to God and they will draw near to you. Flee from the enemy and they will flee from you. You have to draw near to God by, if you want God's forgiveness, then you must forgive others. If you don't forgive others, you can't be forgiven. That's a a fact of what the word says. And you, you must approach God in the way that you want to be approached. If, if you want to be, uh, if you approach God in a hateful way, then God's going to approach you in a hateful way because the scripture says, draw near to God and they will draw near to you. The essence of what it's saying is in the same way that you draw near to God, they will draw near to you. And when it's clear in the word that forgiveness is a necessity for faith, that if you don't show that, then God cannot give it to you. And like you were talking about the, the harboring things and having it only, it really only affects you. Now, the other person can let that affect them. And you do have that occasionally, you know, like the Hatfields and the McCoys and where people are just, that nobody can let it go. So everybody's just back and forth and you're going to make sure you're in that person's face. But a lot of times it's an aspect of just you think that you're showing that mad face or being being mad or or when you have the opportunity to speak to somebody that you you're sharp you think that that is affecting them and it could but there's a good chance that they're just living their life and whatever they've done they've forgot about and they just, man, I don't know why that person's so so grumpy and grouchy and always so hateful. They just, and you could have done something to them, but they keep themselves in that state of flux. They keep themselves in that harbor until they decide they're going to pull the anchor and get out of that harbor. And as long as you sit there in that harbor, then you can go nowhere. You, you have to make the choice that you're going to leave that and you're sitting in that harbor. The other person has sailed on. They're, they're sailing on. But you're stuck in that harbor and you're wondering why, you know, why the weather's always so bad. Well, because you harbored in a place that has bad weather all the time and you're still sitting there and all you have to do is pull your anchor and find a, a the harbor of forgiveness, which is a nice, bright, sunshiny, a uh, little bit of rain when needed, clouds to, to cool down a little bit. But you have to leave the harbor you're in because it truly has more, more of an effect on you when you harbor bitterness and envy and strife than it does on the other person because now if you live in the same house it it'll be felt but if you're living in the same house you shouldn't be that way anyway at least claiming faith and the unfortunate thing is if this was just people in the world that was doing this that'd be one thing but 
we're talking about people who claim to have faith in God that refuse to forgive somebody that will make statements like, well, that person's going to hell because of what they did and they don't deserve to, they don't deserve anything. And they don't realize that they're doing it to themselves. That when like the, the statements you said of somebody saying, I'll never forgive that person. What that what they don't realize that they just said is I will never enter the kingdom of God. I will never enter the kingdom of God. Now they think they're doing it to harm the other person, but this is why it's so important because it only will harm you in your unforgiveness. Your unforgiveness cannot harm me. Now, if I'm the perpetrator of a wrong, the only thing that can harm me is my lack of repentance. Now, if I'm the victim, what hurts me is my lack of forgiveness. But my lack of forgiveness cannot stop somebody from repenting to God if they recognize that they, they're wrong and they've settled it with God. Now, if they've settled it with God, they may say, okay, now we want you to go back and have a conversation with this person because you wronged them and we'll see how it goes. And it's interesting because before I had the fullness of faith, thinking I had faith, and then when I had the fullness, being ashamed of the way I acted, professing I had faith, I actually had the opportunity to do that where after I had had the circumcision of the heart and the repentance, uh, obedience and trust towards God, and I had the opportunity to go back to an old boss that I worked for that in the time frame, me claiming a faith but not not showing it like I should have, showing it from a false perspective, I had the opportunity to go back and after repentance to God, then I had an opportunity to repent to that person and say, look, these are the things that I've I, I done. I, I recognize that it was all me. It was, you know, it was my attitude was wrong. I was claiming faith in God and I was acting like this and it wasn't appropriate. I uh, and the repentance, my part of repentance towards that person, uh, they broke down in tears and uh, we're talking about how, you know, what their part in it was. And I wasn't there for, you know, I didn't go there for that reason. But this is the aspect of what true repentance in your heart does and what going and settling what somebody else has against you or what you have against somebody else, settle that issue before you bring your offering to God, show God that you understand it. And if you understand it, you will carry it out from a worldly human perspective. And then God says, wow, I see that you're uh, good and faithful and you're doing what is right and appropriate. And therefore you have my mercy and my grace in the midst of it. And these are some of the tests that God will give to see, do you 
you claim this faith, but do you have the forgiveness for others? Do you think that somebody else deserves to end up in hell? And if you do, again, you're making the statement that I deserve to end up in hell, which I do. I make no bones about them that what I deserve because of what I've done in this life is I deserve hell. But by the grace of God and walking in that the, the grace of God and the forgiveness of God and repentance towards God, I will not have to experience that provided I continue in the faith. And so because I don't have to experience that, I want others to experience this. And this is what Paul's thoughts were when he was talking about if if I could cut off myself from God for the sake of my own people, I would do so. That, why? Because I recognize of how, how bad of a sinner I, I am or I was, and I'm no better than they are, and if they could just have a chance. But he knows that the reason he can't cut himself off for that purpose is because that will do him detriment and the other person no good because you're cutting yourself off from God is not a benefit in the process. And so he had the heart that this is what I would do if I could, but I know that I can't. And so I'm just going to continue to preach the gospel message. And those that want to have true faith in God will be willing to go through whatever it takes. They will be willing to do whatever God says, and they will not grumble and complain about God because they think somebody else is going to get away with something. Why do we take justice into our own hands rather than leave it in God's hands. Vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. And so what happens is, is if you take the vengeance on somebody else, then God says, okay, they sinned against you. What's that to me? Now, if they sinned against God, it's a different story. But if they sin against you, What's that to God if you're not walking in faith with God and doing the things required by God and not forgiving? Okay, your punishment for them, that you're you're harboring this bitterness? Okay, that's all they're going to pay for that wrong they did against you because you think you know better how to deal with people and handle them rather than leaving it in the hands of the living God. And so we want to make sure that Forgiveness takes it out of our hands for punishment and puts it in the hands of God for their determination of how they're going to handle it. Not, oh, I'm turning this over to God so he'll punish them. No, I'm turning it over to you, God, because I truly want this person to be forgiven, but I know that you can't forgive them, nor will you forgive them if they don't repent of their sins against you. But when they repent of their sins against you, I am more than happy and uh, I'm just happy that that person will not have to endure hell just as I don't have to endure hell. But 
you don't get a release and then get to go back and live the life that you lived before walking in sin. And this is why it's so important to get away from sin so that we get into a place that there is no sin and all these things are tied to uh, forgiveness that is necessary in the faith journey and necessary in your walk with God and your walk with people. And what I've discovered and and or am discovering more and more is how much peace you can have and how much of a difference it is to have peace of mind rather than to be so chaotic in the mind that you can't function uh, on in a rational, reasonable manner that leave it in God's hands. God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Okay, God. But my mind and my heart is, no, God, forgive them. Give them the opportunity to repent and so they can have forgiveness because I don't want to see anybody burn eternal. My, my heart's desire is to not see that, just like God, that they, wishes no, they wish that none would perish. I wish that none would perish. But the perishing will be done by your lack of repentance, and your lack of repentance will cause you to harbor unforgiveness, and that unforgiveness will not only be towards the other person, but that unforgiveness will be towards God because, well, God let this happen, and it, I don't understand why God let this happen. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened. And, well, you're harboring resentment, bitterness towards God, and you don't realize that that's what's taking place in your lower conscience because of the me factor, the selfish factor of who you are that, the woe is me instead of, you know what? I'm not living my life for this world. I'm living my life for the life to come, the world to come. And so I'm going to live death now so I can live life later. Too many people choose to live life now, but will end up in death eternal later. And it's a transformation that if you want to be in the kingdom of God, you have to make, and it is a necessity for you to have those. Do we correlate the lack of forgiveness to self-righteousness? Because, and I just had this in my mind because I just watched a video on this. They had a guy that was given a sentence and the family was there saying that, and they said, I can never forgive you for this. And the thought went through my mind of, well, if I forgive you, then that means that justice isn't going to be done and you're not going to get what you deserve. But what people don't realize is that if you don't find faith in God, then you'll be standing right with that person entering into the abyss and not even recognizing it. And even if you think about this, you forgive them and they don't change anything, justice will be done because they'll be taken off to the abyss where because of their sin against God that Yah will, no matter what we think somebody can do against us, the person has done it against God. And if they don't repent, then Yah will repay it anyway. And the, the punishment they get from God would be a million 
centillion times worse than anything we could give. So stop putting it in our hands and leave it in Yah's hands. And that was, I wanted to go back to the point you had made. I didn't thought about this, that when you forgive somebody, it's not that, yeah, I forgive them. So God will just punish them. It's no forgive them because they don't realize what they're doing. And I've done the same thing. Yeah, I have mercy because I've done the same thing. I've been a murderer and you forgiving me of this. How many times did I murder with words and, and got away with it and didn't get. But the problem, the, the issue is, is that you will have life in prison. If you don't repent to God, because that's the abyss is life in prison. That that's the, the point of all this is that's the heart. That's the mindset of, I desire mercy that, God doesn't desire just to throw people in the abyss. And they say that in their word, do I desire the death, find the, the death of anyone, any kind of desire? No, repent and live because my desire is that you find the truth of, of who we are and faith in us, that we don't take any pleasure in the death of anyone. So if we don't take pleasure in it, then our desire is not to just, yeah, they're going to get what they deserve. No, I, I desire to give you mercy, which is what you don't deserve. So find the place where you can receive my mercy, be merciful. Because as Yeshua said, blessed are the merciful. And so they will obtain mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers. You know, bl- blessed are these that do the things of God. That was just, just want to bring that around a huge point of that. The mindset of this and absolution is I'm going to forgive because it's what I want to do. It's fair and just according to Yah. And this is what I'm going to do. And then therefore, but you have to realize who you are before God in order to forgive people from the right mindset. Because if you are looking at the speck in their eye and not considering the log in your eye, then you're not going to be in a, a way to forgive people. You'll just say, all right, well, I said I forgave them, so I'm good. No, it means that you let it go. And that means that you don't need to keep bringing it up over and over again. You know, somebody's wronged you. Yeah, they may have wronged you, but they've wronged God as well. And Yah knows better than me how to repay something. So I'm going to put this in God's hands. I'm not going to carry this weight because think about it. Unforgiveness is a weight. Just like if you're carrying too much weight, too much stress, just take the backpack off, take the weight off, let it go. And that's the thing. If you're carrying a weight, when do you get the relief? When you take it off and let it go. So let's take off unforgiveness and put on forgiveness. Walking as Messiah did, the word of God says, put on Messiah, be clothed with Messiah. Well, so walk around with a mind of forgiveness and mercy because, and like you said, that we deserve hell, but we die in faith, persevering and enduring to the end. We will not get what we deserve. We will get mercy from God and be able to go into the kingdom. So this is a, and and we've said this before, that this podcast is for those that are seeking after the truth and want to know the truth, no matter how it affects you. This is a huge truth that bringing this out, if you can recognize that you've got unforgiveness towards somebody, really evaluate letting go of that and asking you to help you in that as well. Because as it said at the beginning, that is this a requirement in faith? Yes. And not the word faith, but in the actual faith in God, that if you do not forgive people, then Yah will not forgive you. And if Yah doesn't forgive you, then you don't have any part of the faith of God. 
Right. And these are the works that we must do in order to enter the kingdom of God. The, the work that we do proves that we have faith in God because we're walking in obedience because that's just a command from God to forgive others as you've been forgiven. And so you will forgive others as you've been forgiven. So if you haven't been forgiven and then you're not going to forgive others. And this is a key factor that if you think you have faith in God, and this is a good point to weigh what you're, what you think you have is that if you think it's okay to harbor uh, unforgiveness towards somebody else, you do not have faith in the living God. That's a, that's a fact. And this is not me saying it. It's what the word of God says that if you have true faith in God, you will do these things. You will uh, have the mercy and the grace and you will have consideration. And a lot of times um, what's interesting is that I will study people and when somebody's coming at me in a specific way, what I do is I look through to their lower conscience. I look through to their past. I look through to what has caused this person to be like this. And does it change the situation? No, but it gives me a base of understanding that, wow, they don't even realize they think they're doing it for this reason, but they're doing it for this reason because of these things that I can see because we've had conversations about your past or uh, and you've revealed things about your past and things that you went through. And I can look at them and say, wow, this is happening because of that. But I don't have to uh, be upset about it. And one of the, uh, there's a, a commercial for a lawyer that uh, says, we'll get you what you deserve. And every time I hear that, I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want, I, no, I know what I deserve. And they don't realize what they're saying. We'll get you what you deserve because you think you deserve this uh, money or to win this case and and we'll get we'll get you that for you. But if you really recognize what you deserve, then you understand the words that Messiah made in Revelation uh, when he said, you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. You don't realize it, but you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Well, I recognize that in my sinful body of flesh, I was wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Even though I have a place of no sin now, that place of no sin does not make me uh, any better than anybody else, but it makes me to be in a position to be better off than somebody else. And so uh, being better off than somebody else does not mean that I'm better than them. It just means that I'm in a, a better position with God because of walking in line with the truth of what God says. And we must do that so that we don't get what we deserve. And when you recognize that you're not going to get what you deserve, that opens the door for you to have that mercy and grace and that forgiveness for somebody else because you have then the heart of God that 
if this person repents, then I'm perfectly fine with it. And I can be, uh, I can be right back, you know, where I said before that, you know, if somebody just keeps doing things and they're not repenting of it to separate from them, uh, that's not a unforgiveness thing. That's just a, a, um, guarded perspective. But as soon as they have the full repentance, then we go from zero to a hundred. We, we go right back to, uh, no, I'm not holding anything that, you know, what's in the past is in the past. We use the past to learn and to grow, but I'm not going to hold anything in the past against you. Uh, but it's still going to be there. It's kind of like in Corinthians where it talks about keeping no records of wrongs. Well, that's the as- aspect of what it's talking about is in repentance, you keep no records of wrongs. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be a reminder of it to get you to recognize that, well, I need to make sure I stay on this path, but it's not used as a weapon of war against somebody. And if you're uh, using it as a weapon of war against somebody, you're keeping a record of wrong. Uh, and you, you want to be careful that you're not using it to try to hurt the other person rather than you're using it to actually help the other person to see what it is that they need to see. So, uh, Sean, as we head out for this morning, you have any words to I just I was chuckling because I had a thought of if it were to to come to me that to wrap it up on this and as you were just mentioning that about the lower conscience and seeing what other somebody else is saying I had this the word of God come to mind about this that our battle is not against flesh and blood but against the principalities the spiritual forces of darkness in the heavenly realms well think about what you're dealing with it's the person's programming and all that in their past that's coming up. It's not that it's just with intention and they're coming at you. Now, some people will come at you with intention, but most of the time the person doesn't even realize why they're upset and what they're doing. So what it is telling me is that you're looking past the person and you're looking to the programming to where, Oh, okay. The reason they're doing that is because of that and that, and they don't realize that that's why they're doing it. And that's how we can so much, and more and more increasing in practice that when we speak to people that when that's what Yeshua was doing is that he was able to see past because with mother's help and to see where the people were coming from so that, okay, well, I see where they're coming from. So I'm going to speak with them matter of fact, as opposed to what will happen is if we're not looking for that, then we'll take it personal. And then we start building resentment towards the other person. And therefore in faith, we're called to not take it personal but to make it personal, that's the looking to, to see justice done at every point because justice is, is, is great. It's a part of God, but making sure that you are living just because, as we have from the Word, what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. Well, to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly, well, you do that. You can't go wrong with that, but you need the help of God in order to do that. So this is just another aspect of, as mother is leading us, that we've, we're going back to the gospel message. We've laid out the foundation of the gospel. Now we're getting into more details of in the gospel message itself, that 
you must walk in forgiveness because if you don't, then you don't realize what Yah has done for you. And if you don't realize what Yah has done for you, then we don't have any reason. We, we don't have the authority to talk to others about this if we're not walking in forgiveness ourselves. So no, that that's what I had. Uh, I'll wrap it up on my part with that. And again, these things are just important things that we look into, we recognize, and we understand because it's a part of faith. And we just want to encourage people to continually seek God with all of their heart. Those that are seeking God with all of your heart and you're listening to these podcasts, I would just ask you to give thanks to Mother for bringing the topics and the information that is necessary for a faith journey. And even as we sit here and we talk about these different subjects, there's more that we get from it as we're talking as well. And I will, in the following days, I will listen to it again. And when I listen to it again, I will get more out of it as well. So uh, we just want to encourage those that are seeking with all of their heart to just continue on the journey. We know that it's not an easy journey, that it is difficult. Um, it's, it's a difficulty that is worth its weight in gold, uh, but you must do it. And so we encourage you to just fight the good fight, uh, do what is right, walk in accordance to what the truth of God is and just make sure you continually seek God with all of your heart and they will make clear to you what you need, but it is not an easy journey. And I, but it is necessary and it is possible. You just have to have the grit and determination to decide that what you're going to do. I just want to remind people that if you have any questions or comments and uh, you can comment if you're on doing a live uh, podcast uh, as well. We do have call-ins that can happen. Um, just if you have things on your mind that maybe there's a question that you'd like to have an answer for, uh, feel free to contact us. We could do it through Messenger on Facebook, we have a Facebook page, Hidden Treasures Revealed, and then we have uh, AOL, uh, Hidden Treasures Revealed at AOL.com. Um, just, uh, we, we're here to offer the truth of God, but if there's other areas that we can give help in, if, if somebody wants to talk about something or you want to discuss or have a different question answered, um, please feel free to contact us. Uh, So for now, we will sign out and we will be back again on Tuesday evening at 730. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know 
and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.